Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 14 of the Thistle Rugby Podcast, the only rugby podcast that cares about Scottish rugby. How are you guys doing? I'm David and I'm joined by Matt. Hello, how's things, mate? Yeah, very well, very well. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. It's a bit of a shame not to have the full compliment this week. Yeah, but it's a bit funny, isn't it? So, what was the situation again? Well, I think Alan got a bit of jip from his girlfriend for last week for slagging off New Zealand. Um, So, she sort of put a one-week ban on on the pod. But to add an insult to injury... She said that he has to get in good nick by Christmas, so has sent him away, has paid for him to go to a Pilates class. Pilates class. So that's what he's he, doing tonight. Because he's in such bad condition. You know, I didn't want to say it. I'm, I'm glad someone has, though, because I was a bit worried for his health. It's almost a sort of, you know, an intervention more than anything yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. So, so good luck um, to him. Yeah, good luck to him. So hopefully he'll come back next week uh, looking in good shape and he will have um, patched things up with his New Zealand girlfriend. Hopefully. Um, so thanks again for joining us, guys. Um, amazing weekend. Two bonus point wins, really riding on that high of uh, Scottish rugby at the moment. We've got some news for you, and then we're going to get into looking back at those results and the and a European preview for the weekend coming up. As always, you've been massively uh, vocal on Twitter, at Thistle Rugby Pod. Um, and those of you who listen to us on iTunes have been getting in touch with some great reviews. Um, how about this one? Jamie Fayer, um, <laughs> five stars, and he says, I used to think to myself, why does anyone listen to podcasts? And it's just, is it just, as it's just some fans who are sitting around talking, how can they have any more insight than me? Now, after listening to you guys, my opinion hasn't changed at all. But it is entertaining and um, fills my drive home from work. So, not bad. You know, we do what we say in the tin. So, We've I will got take- some opinions. They 
Probably quite bad. Yeah, really but you know they are worth five stars from Jamie. So thank you very much, um, Jamie Fay Air. Um, that's really great. And obviously, you can get us on iTunes or Acast or any other podcast app where you might find us. Um, and also, the Instagram's ticking over. Thistle underscore rugby underscore pods. But you know, we're working on it. We'll get there. We just need to create some more interesting stuff to put on there rather than just stealing other people's. But <laughs> you know, that's been working so far. Um, Right, should we get into the news then? Sad news starting Sunday Times. Mark Palmer reporting that Robbie Fruin is going to have to retire from uh, from the game. Yes, yeah, shame. Um, I knew he had those sort of those heart problems, cardiac problems from before, but um, I wasn't aware that that was sort of maybe the reason why uh, he hadn't been playing so much. Um, I suppose when they signed him, they knew his medical history. Um, yeah, and that it was a risk. Well, it's not just knowing the medical history. They went through... Do you remember how long the rumor was around that they were looking at him? And it was because he was going through so many different tests. Um, and they they basically got to it. And uh, But it seems that his heart is just not... It's just not in a good enough shape to play, in, uh, to play um, high-level yeah. rugby. It's just brutal, isn't it? Because it's not as if... It's not like something that happened on the pitch. Like you've broken your leg or done your ACL or something. It's just... It's such a freak condition. Um it's a it's a real shame and I just think in the touches that he's had for Edinburgh this year he's scored a couple of tries and he's just shown a little bit of that class that he has um, so I think it's a, it's a real shame for him and um, I hope everything goes well for him sort of post the game um, and for Edinburgh to lose someone like that um, I wonder if they'll try and replace him for next year or whether it'll just be yeah well th- there is still this chat um, of Will Hurrell coming from from, yes. Bri- um, from Bristol um, but that came that rumour sort of Seems to come out like even a month ago, maybe. It was and a while ago in the rugby happened. paper, but Mark Palmer does reference it in the last sentence of his. Yeah, um, exactly. And he's usually fairly on the money with these things. Yeah. Um, so we'll wait and see how that one pans out. More rumors from the rugby paper. Sam Hidalgo Klein, fresh from a hat trick for Edinburgh last Friday night, is rumored to be on his way out of Edinburgh next season, looking at Bath, London Irish, and uh, Newcastle in the English Premiership. What do you think of that? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, it, it seems as if you know he's fallen out of flav- favor. Sorry, with the the Scotland squad, um, he, he doesn't get the starts whereas Nathan Fowles does. So maybe he's thinking, you know, I think I'm a better player than Nathan Fowles, but maybe I need to go somewhere else to continue my development. And I, I particularly look at somewhere like Bath or, or Newcastle, and I think they could be some pretty good places to play. Yeah. Um, be good for his development. It's a shame for Edinburgh because I I look past Fowles, so I don't rate that highly. And then you've got Sean Kennedy, who's been injured. Once again, good, but not as good as Sadago Klein. And then beyond that, you're sort of looking at Charlie Sheel, and it gets very thin. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame him for going. Um, and also, I think it would maybe quite good for him he's had trouble with his form and maintaining that there's maybe something a little bit of complacency at Edinburgh or you know he went to school he was at Murky he was then went straight into the Ed- uh, to the Edinburgh squad he's been there for a long time maybe a move to England different league different sort of setup would really bring out the best in him so um, I think it would be a loss for Edinburgh because he, he's clearly extremely extremely talented um, but I certainly wouldn't blame him should he um, should he head off yeah so keep, keep an eye on that one see what happens um, maybe Cockrell talk him into to staying yeah i don't, I don't know um, um but you probably need a bit more game time to do that if you yeah definitely. I, I personally uh, struggle to believe that fouls is getting game time for edinburgh let alone be in the scotland squad so <laughs> yeah 
But we will see how that one goes. Talk about um, keeping an eye on people. How about Darcy Graham in uh, the Scotland 7 squad out in Dubai this weekend? They got to the quarterfinals, ultimately being knocked out by Fiji. But Darcy Graham scoring eight tries, um, joint top try scorer for the tournament and was named in the team of the, uh, of the tournament. He is absolutely rapid. He's absolutely jets, and I, I think this is obviously his first season being within a professional environment. I think he's just put on like a bit more muscle, um, but not at the expense of his speed. That like he looks like a real specimen. Whereas maybe before you had that sort of you know lightning speed, but you know looked maybe a bit a bit small. Um, but no, he looks like a real athlete. And we were talking about seeing him in an Edinburgh shirt, and unfortunately due to injuries, that's not happened. But it's great to actually see him, you know, do doing what he can do. And you know, that it's not just hype. Like he does seem to be as good as everyone's been saying. Yeah, he's uh, some of the tries which the, the highlights have been put out on Twitter. We'll, we'll we'll retweet them onto our feed, and you guys can catch up with them if you haven't already seen them. One of them is a sort of sixty meter run in, where he just absolutely burns three Fijian lads on the outside yeah. and completely leaves them for dead. It is, uh, it's mad. So the wee boy from Hoik sort of emulating uh, emulating Stuart Hogg. Hopefully, um, I'd I'd love to see him sort of use this as a, a stepping board. Um, so to get get a stepping board, a stepping board, mixing your metaphors. What here. was I trying to say? Stepping stone. Stepping stone, um, and yeah, just get back to a bit of fitness. You know, um, get used to a higher level of rugby, and then get given a shot for Edinburgh because I'd, I'd love to see him sort of um, play at the actual 15s level. Absolutely, um, and something else in the 15s game. It is very, very, very rare that you will catch us. Um, talking about a Wales win in anything uh, but really, really negative terms. But it did result in uh, South Africa slipping to sixth in the world and Scotland um, reaching the dizzy heights of fifth in the world. It is a nosebleed for the whole nation. But, but we, I think well we, we reached it before, didn't we, for like uh, it, five minutes or something? We reached it by clerical error yeah. before. But <laughs> this is this is for real, which yeah. is... Um, this is at least for a few months because there's going to be no more games. Exactly. And we're just right on the, right on the shoulders of Australia in fourth as yeah. well. So... It's amazing, and I think really, really testament to where we actually stand in the game. I know that the, sometimes these um, these things cannot be actually reflective of how it stands, but I think I honestly think we probably are just outside that top four bracket with teams like South Africa, teams like France, teams like Wales going backwards, and us mm. really on the um, on the rise. Yeah, no, I agree. It's good. It's unbelievable, really. It is good. Um, what else have we got? What else have we got? Not strictly news, but some <laughs> quite good gossip. Some quite good gossip. It's, uh, this reached us um, over the weekend. You know how we were. You may well have seen that after the Scotland Australia game, um, Hoggy, Finn, and Ali Price were on a private jet down to Monaco to the World uh, Rugby Awards, and we thought, you know, fair enough. That's just them having a good time. Um, words reached us from a very good source, actually, who know what's going on in this sort of stuff. That. Um, they had to get a private jet because they missed their flight in the morning because they were tying one on so big after the Australia <laughs> game. So the only option to get them to the World Rugby Awards was a private jet. Yeah, I mean, I, I can kind of believe it. No, it's it's so it's so ballsy. Only like some young guys would would do it. I love it. Um, and was the other part of the story not as well that Ali Price wasn't initially invited, but he went along as Stuart Hogg's Plus one. Yeah, apparently cause, because the, um, our source says because he heard they were going on a private jet. So he went <laughs> as uh, 
So he went. It's, I, we heard he went as Finns plus one, not as oh, uh, Finns not as Hoggies one. plus one. That makes sense. They they do a proper bromance. They are. Um, I think that's a, that's nice for them to have a trip to the south yeah. of France together before Finn goes off to um, well Paris, not France. the south of France. And then it it did seem as if from Instagram stories and whatnot that they were still tying one on in oh. Monaco as well. Oh, massively on the beers at like nine a.m. <laughs> Good for them. So, oh, well deserved, lads. Enjoy it, and why not a wee private jet for them as well? Exactly. Um, I think that's it, news-wise, isn't it? I think so. Um, I think the only other bit of um, church business is to talk. We're doing this um, this poll to try and put together our sort of best Scotland fifteen since nineteen ninety, um, with mixed results. I would say so far on Twitter. Yes, I think. Well, mixed results because a in some positions it's pretty hard to find players who would qualify for actually being that good. Yeah, particularly in the centre. I recommend anyone listening to this podcast to spend time on the full list of Scotland internationals on the Wikipedia. On Wikipedia, and there are some names on there that I've honestly <laughs> never heard of. Yeah. Well within my lifetime, and well within the time that I've been properly focused on Scottish rugby, mm. there's people that I'm just like, I don't know who that is. Yeah, totally. Um, um, so we're doing that. I think. So we're up to twelve. Yep, twelve today. So, but we've kind of only got incumbents in the shirts in the, so far. So we've got Stuart Hogg, Tommy Seymour, and Hugh Jones so far voted in by yeah. the, the fine people of Twitter. But it looks like Townsend's going to win twelve. Looks so like Townsend's going to win twelve. I which think there'll be a lot of debate around nine in particular as well. So, well, no, there are going to be positions which are really, really hot, hotly contested, and some yep. which are. I mean, the second layer of the centres, for instance. That, that was tough. Was quite tough. <laughs> um, but, you know, Rob Dewey, the line has got to be drawn somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Kevin Not quite enough caps. It's got to... Uh, <laughs> we were struggling. Um, okay, so get onto our Twitter, at Thistle Rugby Pod, and um, vote in that. We'll be uh, we're doing it throughout the month of December. Kind of like an advent calendar. So not really like one, but that's what we're, that was what we were thinking. Um, so get on there. Shall we have a look at the pro results? Let's do it. Did you watch anything? Uh, I watched the Glasgow match. You watched the Glasgow match. And I watched Edinburgh. the highlights of Edinburgh. I don't think it was on TV. Edinburgh wasn't on TV. I was trying to find one of those dodgy streams that me and the sex bots could watch, but uh, um, couldn't find one, actually. That's a shame. It was a real shame. But have seen the, uh, the highlights. Edinburgh um, finishing off their trip to South Africa with a five-pointer. 48-21 against the Southern Kings tries from Mackenzie, Mata, Gilchrist, Fife, and a hat-trick from previously mentioned Sam Hidalgo-Klein. And I believe, as the Aussies call it, a run-on debut for Vanderwald, the new 10. Yeah. So, I mean, I think taking the whole trip to South Africa together, I think Edinburgh can look back on that as a fairly positive couple of weeks. Yeah, I think so. And even the Southern Kings game, you know, all's expected to win, but it could have been a banana skin. If there's, if there's going to be one team that Southern Kings break the duck against, you know, sod's law, it would be Edinburgh. Oh, be so, so And, it, you know, it was fairly tight for a while, um, but from what I saw and wh- what I read, it seemed as if Edinburgh always had the upper hand um, and were just a better team in general. And fair play to them, took the chances. Uh, Hidalgo Klein looked sharp when he came on. Blair Kinghorn, once again, just on such good form. He... Um, has got the top meters in the Pro 14 so far with like 850. Pietau's second. He's, he's 100 meters ahead of Pietau. 853 meters. Yeah. That is some shift from, Pretty the young, impressive. from the young man. And he just looks, he's brimming with confidence. Like he's yeah, doing, exactly. He's doing really audacious passes out the back of his hands when he doesn't really need to. 
Yeah, I like that though. I do quite like that. The I little, think you know, the co- little cat Cockrell's, flap. Yeah, Cockrell said before that he maybe needs to just get a bit more consistency in his game, but I think right. that'll come. If and as long as you can do the sort of not the flashy stuff, but the kind of extraordinary stuff, then I think you can teach the yeah. I the think more I simple think so stuff. I think the the positioning from kicking that's definitely teachable. I mean, yeah. high ball stuff really really teachable yeah. as well. And he's still such a young guy. So I mean, what an amazing chance for him to get. A yeah. full season under he's, his belt. He's, he's already on over 50 caps, yeah. which is pretty impressive, really. Um, um, it'll be interesting to see whether he comes into the Scotland squad. I wonder if Townsend will just give him a full year to have a crack. There's in, no, there's no the rush. There's no rush. But he'd be, it'd be good to have you know, another option there. Um, yeah. You don't really have, like, I suppose, like Maitland's sort of wing slash fullback, whereas Kinghorn is an you know, out-and-out fullback. Um, well, they're originally a 10. So yeah, and then we Greek Tonks as well. I forgot about him. Can never forget <laughs> about Greek Tonks. So this win takes Edinburgh up to third in fourth. Sorry. Fourth. Fourth, fourth in, in their conference pool. B. I think they probably actually were already at fourth, weren't they? Yeah, yeah they're yeah, a they long were. way yeah. ahead of Benetton. Yeah. But fourth and, you know, look, looking pretty good for it. They're sort of, they are, having seen a lot of rugby, we've got 10 games of the season. You think they're behind the Scarlets, Leinster and Ulster and above Benetton, Dragons and the Southern Kings. I mean, that's pretty fair, but they're knocking at the door of us. So there's not a huge gap mm. there, is there? It's, yes, it's seven points, which, you know, it, it is a fairly decent gap. But at the same time, you know, um, if Edinburgh get a decent run, then they can over overhaul them. And, I mean, if they were to finish third in that conference, that would be an absolutely incredible season. Incredible that, result. That I don't know if they will, but... Um, they're in a fairly decent position at the moment. They're in a fairly decent position. And wh- what about this? If I'd, if I'd said to you that after 10 games, Edinburgh would have won six. Yeah. You would have t- uh, taken that. You and I speaking in September, I think you would have <laughs> taken six wins. I'm just trying to think who they've, they've beaten. So they've beaten the Kings, the Dragons, Treviso, they've beaten Ospreys, Ca- Blues. Yeah. And one other. Obviously got the big double Zebra maybe. Zebra. They lost to Zebra at home. They lost they? to Zebra at home. They beat Benetton away though. Yep. Um, interesting. So, but they've got the mm. big double header against Glasgow coming up. So it'll be interesting to see how they get on there. They'll definitely be going you kind in. Of, you kind of want like each team to win one. Maybe Glasgow throw one of them. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really I like will, Glasgow being unbeaten though. But maybe that. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's just our apparent Glasgow bias coming <laughs> through. So I won't say any more about that. But how about? We'll come back to speak about Edinburgh as we preview their match against London Irish um, mm-hmm. this weekend. But on the whole, I think we can agree that is a pretty decent return. Five points against the Southern Kings and a pretty decent shift, even though the result didn't go their way last week against the Cheetahs. Glasgow continued their unbeaten start to the season 10 from 10. They have scored 333 points and only conceded 154. That is more than anyone else and less than anyone else, respectively. That's amazing. So they really are um, riding high in the Pro 14. So it was 40 points to 16 against the Cardiff Blues with tries from Sam Johnson, Alex Dunbar. The renaissance continues. Rui Jackson picking up the uh, man of the match as well. Vanessa, Leo Sarto, and Nico Matawalu with Pete Horn kicking boots on, knocking over five of those conversions. What what did you make of it all? I mean, yes, there was a, a red card pr- fairly early on, but mm. Glasgow would have swept away Cardiff anyway, wouldn't they? I think so. I, d- I don't know if it would have been quite so comfortable um, because Cardiff were playing really well at the start. Um, considering this season, they've been pretty average. They've played 10-1-4 now. Um, 
I still think they would have won. Yeah, but there's there's no doubt that that red card just completely takes the stuffing out of out of a team. Um, having having watched it back on sort of um, on highlights a couple of times, what's what's your view on it? Do you think it was red? It's a tough one. I think by the letter of the law, yes, he's hit him in the head um, with his shoulder, and I just kind of think that when you look at it, it, there's maybe an argument that he's falling down and that his body moves slightly into his head, but at the same time, it's it's pretty reckless. It was a bit of a kind of just charge in. And when you do that kind of thing, you, you sort of, you have to live with the consequences, as, as Nigel Owen said. It, so I don't, I don't think it's, it's a bit of a shame. Exactly. You know how old that guy is? How old? He's 40. 40 years old? <laughs> Tao Felice is 40 years old. Wow. <laughs> Fair play to him. He looks younger than the nuke. <laughs> yeah, it's true, actually. <laughs> There's a lot of that going on there. <laughs> yeah, there's all the birth certificates, certificates <laughs> getting, getting lost internationally. Fair play to him. Another talking point that I've scribbled down, Pete Horn's kicking. Three, I think three Glasgow tries were set up. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. By crossfield kicks or... Mm kicks put through by Pete Horn. Yeah. Really interesting bit of, of his game that he's worked on there and it seems to just be something that both Glasgow and Scotland are really pushing that sort of either the cross field or the little kick in behind. Yeah. He, he did the same when he came on against um, Samoa he set up one try yep, with a little kind of cross field. Um, yeah, I thought I thought he looked good. I, I think um, he's just a great player to have in those sort of um, I don't know if I call it second tier, but when you've got players away, you can get him to step in and do really well. I, I wonder with, with Finn going, whether, you know, Rennie will entrust Adam Hastings to do it all himself or whether he'll actually sort of think that ja- um, Horn's the man uh, at 10. Inter- interesting to see. I, th- I think Horn's more of a 12 than a 10 still. But I, um, I do, I do as well. And I think it's fairly clear that everyone's pinning their hopes on Adam Hastings becoming, you know, the replacement for Finn. Mm. And early signs are looking very good, but it's nice to have somebody like um, for him to work under Finn this year. He'll get a lot of game time, presumably over the Six Nations and around that time. Yeah. But also have a guy like Horn, who um, lots of reports in the press that he's one of the guys that drives the standards through that whole Glasgow setup. So really, really good role models for a guy like Adam Hastings coming through. Um, Speaking of great role models, Rui Jackson. How good? I, I, you know, I, I didn't think he'd be the best signing when it came. I thought oh, we could do, well, Glasgow could do better, but he's exceeded all my expectations, my very low expectations. Do you know? Recently. Do you know what he's doing? He's setting up the precedent for people to return to Glasgow. Oh, do you think? Who's going to return? Na- Nakarawa. Nakarawa. But I don't never know which one. The Pud. The Pud. Do you think? Bringing him back. <laughs> 
reuniting the old gang. Get the old band back together. That's what you've got to do. You go away for a little bit and then you come back. Yeah. Well, if you come back and you play that well, then yeah, you know, welcome right. back to the pit. I'm all right with it. But if you look through that squad, some really interesting um, game time for young players. You know, Kieran McDonald, Matt Smith, Hamilton Burr, Hastings and George Horn coming off the bench. Yeah. That Glasgow team's really, really... This whole squad is looking really, really um, improved. Yeah. And there's so much talent running right the way through it. You can't help but Yeah, think. definitely. And I, I get I get the sense with Rennie that he, he has like a kind of a set, a planned rotation policy there. Yeah. Um, to keep people fresh, particularly guys away at Scotland. Whereas you look at Edinburgh and they've actually chopped and changed a lot. But I think that's actually because Cockrell is still trying to find out who his best team is. Whereas I think Rennie probably has a pretty good sense of, of who he'd put in like a you know high cup match or something, Champions Cup. Um, but yeah, the, the depth's incredible, and it seems like these young guys that do come in just fit in right away. Yeah, and they, they seem confident, and they seem ready to, to, to play this really fast, really expansive mm. game plan, which um, Rennie has sort of picked up the baton from Townsend on. And I just it's, it's great to have them so in tune in terms of the Glasgow setup and the Scotland setup. I don't know if you saw the interview that Hugh Jones gave with um, Warriors TV. He's talking very much about how beneficial having that Glasgow backline playing regularly together in the same oh, yeah, style definitely. is going to be for the Scotland squad. So if yeah, they can all massively. stay fit for the um, for the Six Nations, mm. that's going to have huge, mm. huge impacts. It's a good, um, very, very good interview. Um, we'll put it again onto our Twitter feed so you guys can f- hear from uh, Hugh Jones. Um, oh, the only other thing I want to talk about the Glasgow game, how good was um, Matty Wally's try? Oh, it was absolutely vintage. Just like getting the ball, people. You, I imagine the p- teammates are just like, "Go, me, like, go for it, Nico. Just do He'll something. Do like, something." And just this little chip. See you later. No one was within sort of five meters of him. Just class. Just class. Do you think Glasgow can go the whole um, season unbeaten? The whole season? Nah. I think they'll lose one of the eighteen seventy-two cup games. Do you? Yeah, I, th- I think they might lose the game at Murrayfield. Ooh. But it won't. It won't be. Murrayfield is a, be the end of the world. Is a cauldron. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, no, I think that they've still got to play some pretty good teams and they will lose one or two. Probably lose one or two. But, but it won't be the end of the world. I mean, they're going to qualify for Europe fairly soon. They've qualified yeah. for the playoffs yeah. fairly soon. So Yeah, definitely. Still a good shift. Um, Europe, should we have a look forward to the weekend? There's let's not too much else to talk about the about last weekend's results. So let's have a look forward, starting with Friday Night Lights at... Um, Scottsdale, Glasgow versus Vern Cotters, Montpellier. Stuart Hogg has been ruled out through injury. Mm. What do you think of that? What impact do you think that will have on them? Um, yeah, I think he's obviously you know, <coughs> such an important player, but I imagine Rui Jackson will come in. And Jackson's done a pretty good job this season. Hogg's not really played very much for, no, he hasn't. for Glasgow. Um, I suppose it is a step up against Montpellier. But at the same time, I think even the game against Australia when he got injured and Scotland still won, I think that, and there are so many Glasgow players involved, hopefully that gives the guys like a bit of confidence thinking like, you know, we can do it without him. Um, it's not all just about him. So, yeah, it's obviously a big loss, but I think they can cope with it. I th- I think they can. And I, I want to make that clear because I don't want to get a tweet from Stuart Hogg at five in the morning. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> I don't I don't want him to saying that we're saying you know who <laughs> he needs definitely Stuart. listens as well. So we don't we don't want him to criticise us for saying who needs Stuart Hogg. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I th- I think you're right. I think there's enough in that Glasgow team and enough excitement in that backline um, to cause Montpellier more than enough trouble. Um, but 
Where I think they might fall down, and this is based on the matches that Glasgow have lost, Exeter and Leinster, is where they've been really up against a very, very hard-nosed physical pack that have just gone at them straight. And that is what Gla- that is what Montpellier are going to bring. They've got absolute monsters up front. Do you think that the Glasgow pack will be able to handle that? I mean, like Leinster have a big pack, but even their pack pales in insignificance to Montpellier. Like you've got the Duplessis brothers, um, you've got Louis Picamo, and oh, loads of like you know Georgians who you just know are going to be absolutely massive, and they they always seem to have like the the biggest second rows of all time, not just tall but like supremely wide and just yeah absolutely massive lads like the Willemse guy the South African guy he's absolutely massive so yeah that that's clearly been the the sort of issue with the first two matches in the Heineken Cup and that's what Montpellier I think will be going for you'll have uh, Cruden or Stain you know kicking the corners and and looking to drive around um, the pack and just sort of bully Glasgow I think at home it's I suppose I lost to Leinster but I think at home it's slightly different I think that if Glasgow can get the sort of tempo game going, get get yep. Finn running at defences and kind of run these guys off their feet, then I think that's the way to go because you can definitely move these guys around. I don't think they're that fit and I don't think they're, don't think they're used to doing that on a, in their domestic league. No, I, I definitely think that the 3G at, um, at Scotland is going to play into Glasgow's advantage if they can play that super high tempo mm. game that they've been trying to play. It'll be interesting to see what the Vern effect is because these are all of his boys. These are guys that he capped yeah. Um, when he was Scotland coach, I mean, Vern, Alex Dunbar, Johnny Gray, these are guys, they're his players. He knows them backwards and forwards. So he will be able to take an awful lot of that knowledge yeah. into the Montpellier um, dressing room. Um, but even look at like their backs. They've got Francois Stein and Nadolu. Like, they're probably about the same size as Glasgow's biggest forwards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are just absolutely massive. Nagusa as well on the other wing. They're absolutely huge. Yeah. Um, and. One other issue that I've sort of scrolled down here, I mean, to put it in my words, do Glasgow give a fuck? <laughs> you know, they've, lo- they've lost, they're essentially out of Europe. Yeah. For all intents and purposes, they're not going to qualify unless that, you know, everything goes their way. Yeah. How do Glasgow get themselves up for this game? Yeah, I think it's fair. I think they're still in with a chance. And you never know. I think it's only two teams have ever done it before, having lost their first two games. Um, and Glasgow, I think I'm right in saying, haven't picked up a point? No. Oh, did they get a bonus against... No, they, they'd lost a bonus like so with, with that last-minute try against Exeter, and they'd lost to Leinster comfortably. So yeah. I don't think they have a point. Um, but at the same time, like I still think that if they beat Montpellier at home and they want to go further in Europe, it, even if it's next year, it's still a big statement. And at the end of the day, they are playing at home, so they're going to want to win that match. Yeah, it feels to me that this squad are not the sort of... The sort of the sort of group that are going to take any sort of game lightly. Yeah. Particularly one on the European stage. Yeah, There's an awful definitely. lot of players playing for personal pride. And also, you know, these are these are big international sort of examples. They want yeah. to show that they're playing at that top level. Yeah, so. they're still fighting for Scotland places, I suppose. So it's a pretty good kind of shop window, I suppose. Exactly. Okay, well then, I'm going to put you on the spot then, Matt. What uh, do you reckon? Score-wise? Well, I think... Montpellier have lost both their games as well. They've lost to Exeter and, Le- Exeter and Leinster as well. They have, yeah. You know, stereotypically, they're French. They don't have that much to play for. They would rather win their top 14. Uh, and they're, they're also away from not home. doing that well in? I don't, I don't actually know. I can look it up. See no. if you can get that up. 
Um, um, they are in the top 14. No, the second. Oh, so they're, they're doing, doing pretty right. well. So, yeah, it. you never know. On Thursday they might or Wednesday, they might announce a pretty second-string team, and you'd think Glasgow would, would win that comfortably. If they play their best team, yeah, I think Glasgow will win. I think they would win by seven. It'll be close. Glasgow by seven. I, th- I, I actually am minded to agree with you. I think we're going to see a really, really strong performance from Glasgow. I think they're going to try and move the ball so quickly that they do not get stuck into the arm wrestle that they um, they did against um, both Exeter and Leinster. Um, I think it's probably going to rely on some smarter territorial play by Finn to make sure that they're yep. playing in the right areas of the field, much like he managed the Marshall Scotland, particularly in that New Zealand game where we were really, really good mm. at that territory game. So hopefully him and Ali Price will be able to march that um, around the park. I think Glasgow by, I'm going to go by 10. 10. Why the hell not? Sure. Um, actually, it was one thing on Ali, I mentioned Ali Price there. Did you see the piece on BBC about um, how he's... I didn't he's, know. It's interesting. So, again, we'll put it out on the Twitter. Good piece by, I think, Jamie Lyle or one of the other guys at the BBC about um, how Ali Price is reviewing all his game tape with um, Mike Blair. Probably Scott... Certainly one of Scotland's greatest ever nines. Yeah. yeah. Um, really, really amazing influence for him to have. And he said it had quite a big role for him in terms of him re-signing for Glasgow. That's so why right. he was interested in staying. Because mm. he was getting that one-on-one, really detailed um, feedback from yeah. Mike Blair. Yeah. So I think they sit down and they say he gets about 80 to 90 involvements in every game as a scrum half. Wow. And they look at every single one. Oh, really? <laughs> they look at every single one of them and sort of pick out bits where he could improve, ask him why he's doing that and things like that. So it's a really interesting article. Yeah. You guys should definitely take a look. Um, possibly less interesting, Edinburgh versus London <laughs> Irish on Saturday night at Myers side. So Edinburgh are unbeaten in Europe and off the back of a decent swing down to South Africa. Do you think they can maintain momentum and keep, uh, keep on winning? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, y- you look at London Irish and... Um, you know they're probably going to get relegated, but they're still in with the shout. Yeah, um, that's what they'll be concentrating on. In the last match, they played a second string team. I can't see them doing anything different for this one. Yeah, um, me neither. So they'll probably, you know, send up, send up, um, you know, the dirt trackers. And yeah, it's at home. Edinburgh in fairly decent role. I, I think they they'll beat them comfortably. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice opportunity for Edinburgh, I think, to just um, to to really flex their muscles, score lots of points. Hopefully, yeah, a bit um, of confidence. Bit of co- get some more confidence in these like, quite young squad. Yep. Get that winning mentality instilled a little bit more, particularly with um, the Siberians' Krasny Yar coming to town next uh, <laughs> next weekend. Um, so it should be, should, I would say, back-to-back wins for Edinburgh. And that would take them pretty comfortable. I'd imagine that would that probably take them qualified. qualified. Two bonus points, definitely. Um, so they should win the group. I yep. They've got. They must have a double header against um, Stad in the new year. Stad in the new year, which could be sort of dead rubbers by that time if they get a couple Probably. of bonus point yeah. wins because Stad lost to um, to Krasnyar. Krasnyar. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> that is still Amazing. so great to yeah. remember. Um, okay, so if we take that through to its logical conclusion, and Edinburgh, as we mentioned before, are knocking on Ulster's door for third in their pool in the Pro 14. Should they be thinking about, you know, sacrificing their um, their run in Europe to try and get that third place finish in the Pro 14? Um, yeah, it's a tricky one. I think if they were, you know, in third at the moment, protecting that third position or a bit closer to Ulster, then 
then yes. Um, but that's not really the case. And I think that they, if they have a good run in Europe in the, in the Challenge Cup, it could sort of be a successful part of the season. I also think that, as we were talking about the squads earlier, that Edinburgh still don't know their, their first choice squad, or it seems. And I actually think that like the drop-off between your sort of your A's and B's, whatever you call it, isn't that big. Yeah. So you could you could switch them around and it you know, unless you had like guys like sort of Hamish Watson who's nailed on, for example, then or Kinghorn, then I I don't think there's that big a drop off. So I think you you've you could afford to play in both in both tournaments. Yeah. Try and do well. I, I I'd love to see them absolutely throw everything at um at both. I'm trying to remember it's a playoff for the four the two fourth place teams in the pools, don't they? Uh, how do you mean? Sorry. Oh no, it's not. Sorry, it's um for the pr- in the Pro 14. How do they get oh, the um into the next? I think there rounds? is a playoff, isn't there? There is a playoff of some sorts. But is that for the third place teams? Could be the third place. No, te- no so we need eight. Have five teams. They oh, need. We really should look at this. We definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I don't. Sorry, pro, I've I don't tried to throw some- Robin knows, so. I've tried to throw something uh, at you off the cuff, and we did not prepare for that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's an interesting one. But I think, broadly speaking, as we've discussed over this whole pod, this is a very sort of positive outlook for Scottish rugby. Yeah, it seems like most most weeks we're talking about victories, and we're not sort of too negative. Alan's not here, admittedly. That is um, true. His yeah. Nasal negativity, but. <laughs> Um. Yeah, things seem to be going worryingly well. Yeah, that's quite a lot of people talking us up as sort of dark horses for the Six Nations as well, which I, I don't like. I thought we were flying under the radar like whales or something. That is true. Um, It's having a knock-on effect on us, though. We were in the top ten of UK rugby podcasts last week. How do we not have that at the top of our news? That's true. I forgot about this. <laughs> well, it'll only be the ultras who are listening in in 34 yeah, minutes. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so thanks a lot. Again, I suppose we should say thanks to, for listening to us and putting us there. Um, beating out the lesser known podcasts such as The Ruck featuring yep. the Sunday Times is uh, Stephen Jones. Our best mate. Who is our best mate. Um, Scrum 5 as well. Scrum 5, BBC Wales. So these are big boys. We're yeah. beating off, yeah. yeah, yeah. Big boys. Big boys are beating <laughs> off. Well, there's your episode title name. So there you go. Beating off <laughs> the big boys. Um, I think on that, we're pretty much done, aren't we? I think so. Oh, no, we haven't done. Give me a score prediction for oh, Edinburgh, Edinburgh, London Irish. Uh, I think they'll win by 20. 20 points. Yeah. I think, I think Edinburgh will win by 15 points. 15. And yeah. we will be back here next week celebrating two um, two victories and looking very much ahead to the following round of Europe. And maybe we'll get into a bit of an 1872 preview show as well. We'll be thinking about that. Also, we have been chatting on Twitter to um, former Scotland legend Hugo Southwell, so we're looking to line him up to come on the pod, him and his extremely cultured and educated <laughs> left boot. So we're looking forward to that, guys. Um, so thanks again for joining us. Um, get on iTunes. Please give us five stars review, and we will read you out on the pod next week. Get on Twitter, at ThistleRugbyPod. Vote in our Best Scotland 15 competition and let us yep. know what you think. Um, and on Instagram, join us and the sex bots stealing other people's content. That is thistle understroke rugby understroke pod. Thanks again for another week, guys. Cheers, guys. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.